When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi there, and welcome to Scout the Game Week. Scout the Game Week is Fantasy Football Scouts, weekly podcast brought to you by the Scout Network. In each episode, we'll look back at the game week we have just played to assess what we can learn to help us in the next round of fixtures. I'm Ryan from Football Chatbox. Let's scout the game week. Today, I'm joined by FPL Mark to discuss all that happened in Game Week 10 and look ahead to Game Week 11. How are you doing, Mark? And how did Game Week 10 go for you? Hi. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, doing okay, thanks. It was it was 71 points in Game Week 10, so it was a small rise from 818 to 724k, so yeah, a little bit. It was, if it wasn't for that Salah goal late on against Forest, it, w- it would have been a red arrow, which looking at the fixtures going into Game Week 10, it was really having high hopes for that. Mm-hmm. So a red arrow would have been annoying, but it turned out okay. I think the game week eight wild card has had three small rises, which you know over time adds up to a decent rise. Yeah. Um. But it's just frustrating when you see everybody else's um and everyone else posts their teams, scores after yeah. the final match, and they've got Mbumo and they've got Diaby and 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 whatnot, and they, they didn't mess up the captain because yeah, yeah like all three weeks. Had Salas and Haaland and got the captain wrong every time. Um, you think if only if only that was right, it would have been about twenty points better off. Mm. Um, sold Madison for Saka. They both got the same score. They both got six. Um, Gabriel, the Arsenal centre back. It's it, it's um the torture continues with him. I feel like we've got this sort of feud going on that he doesn't know about. It's just. Um, those first two game weeks yep. had him when he was when he was benched. Brought him back in game week eight wild card. Didn't play him for his Man City clean sheet. Started him for the first time today. Benched, benched. Of course. The only thing is, um, th- 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 there was a bit of luck. Yeah, because he and Udogi didn't play, and yeah. then Charlie Taylor came in. Ah, uh, there we go. Cool. Yeah. So actually, yes, this yeah. time, this time it sort of did go okay. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, for the future, it's like oh, so he's not nailed now. Yeah, well, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I think he was a resting. Um, that I'm thinking, but we'll see. Maybe next game we'll know if he doesn't start yeah, against this... Newcastle. Then yeah, yeah. He, well, because it's a a tougher one mm. for him, he probably will start. Um, I think there's a quote from Arteta going around where 
it, it really was purely just looking at the minutes. Yeah, they, they played in international. National and club mm. and mm. went, well, it's his time. It's his time. Like Odegaard as well. Mm. So if that really, if, if that is the reason, then okay. that That's a bit better. Mm. Like we, he's had his rest now. Gotten away with it with Charlie Taylor. Let's let's get him back in the lineup now, yeah. please. Yeah, fair. as long as he's playing that Burnley game, then okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, anyways, exactly. how was yeah? Go how ahead. was your week? Uh, red arrow on a wild card. Um, but I think looking at my team, I think it's still good for next week. Um, it's just that it's a game week of like differentials. Uh, unfortunately, I sold Sun and Embraer so that hurt. Um, oh. I was I was on the Haaland armband until the deadline and it switched it on the deadline uh, to Salah because I was so confident I was like this is, this has happened before being a United fan and I've seen this before where popular captains arise with the same time when United play like a, a popular captain and it always goes mm. wrong and it went wrong this time as well luckily for me I think the score wasn't um, like Haaland Haaland could have gotten so much more than what he got um, and thankfully the rank wasn't as bad because not many people captain Haaland compared to previous weeks where either Salah or Haaland is hugely captain and your game week just gets destroyed and your season also gets derailed. This time it didn't happen. So it was a small red arrow. Um, but yeah, it's a game week of differentials. Take it and I guess I move. Let's see how it goes. You're right about the Haaland captaincy actually because I was also pretty close with doing it because I'm quite a safe manager sometimes. Mm-hmm. So when, when you look around effective ownership, sort of the EO numbers mm-hmm. and like, feels like if you don't if you own Haaland but don't captain him he's gonna have such a high EO that you're gonna be mm. cheering against him and I just thought I don't want to be cheering against that's one more player yeah exactly on top of like Alvarez Matoma etc one more player to cheer against it's just safer to go with Haaland yeah but but then it became obvious that so many were so many were captaining Salah that yeah. it actually it the EO for Haaland was pretty down yeah but for me at my rank just Haaland was still the most captained compared to Salah yeah yeah probably overall it probably was Mm. um it just depends about local local rank and stuff like that and I know for me is Haaland's EO was like 102 percent so it's like okay yeah it wasn't too bad yeah that's fair enough this might be the week to go against him and it was the wrong decision yeah wasn't it for me I I was like I was like, Harlan is like, the at least in my head, I was like, I don't know. It was probably because of like post, poor, like post uh, problems, like United being a United fan and like having seen all that right, happen every week, every year. Um, so I thought he was the best captain. But then, like you mentioned, right, there were so many captaincy options that appeared this week that so many people were like going to Watkins, going to Saka, mm-hmm. Salah. So it, I kind of bought Harlan's EO down. Um, so because the damage wasn't that bad in that way, there was a it was a mm-hmm. risk worth taking, I guess. Yeah, and there was there's a lot of logic in it. Um, mm. You know, this week's Salah and Haaland both have. Yeah, oh, it'll really be an interesting question. One. I have that. Yeah, so we'll discuss that at the end. But yeah, that's another big decision coming this week as well. Uh, but Absolutely. let's start. Yeah, let's start with the Manchester derby. So Haaland is just showing why the idea of selling him comes with its fair share of risk as he outscores all the popular captains for the week. For those who have sold him, do they just stick to their plan of like getting him maybe in like a game week 16 or something and ride out the next couple of fixtures or do they look to get him back? 
Well, they've the the, the Holland sellers have, have they've picked their side. They've, mm. they've committed to that side. So in the same way that Haaland's blanks shouldn't cause managers to get rid of him, is Hall doesn't mean non-owners should get him back. Mm. I feel like because it's 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 points chasing now because he's he's already he's already done that. He's already caused that damage. So you've got to look forward. Although it's hard to stick to yeah. that logic sometimes. Um, but I think when you when you commit to not having Haaland, yeah. you know this is going to happen. Like mm. these halls are inevitable. You know he's probably going to get thirty goals this season. Like that. That this this isn't used to them. It's about it. it those about Holland didn't do so because they lost faith in his scoring rates because they think that Alvarez can cover him. Yeah, that's the thing. Alvarez does wonders elsewhere. And it was a surprise to to not see Alvarez mm. um, score because he has been matching him a bit lately. So, But by by spreading that money elsewhere and, and you know, getting in Trippier and, you know, having a strong five-man midfield, it, it's really difficult to buy Haaland back now. Yeah, and I think a lot of people transfer. probably went to like a three-four-three as well. So you have your Alvarez to cover Haaland, and then they have Watkins and maybe a Darwin Nunes as well. So I guess that's where yeah. people are getting their points from as well. Yeah, that, that's it. So the the yeah, if if you sacrificed um, Haaland and got Darwin in instead, mm-hmm. you've still done all right there because Darwin's yeah. had a good good, a week, good week. So. Yeah. It'd be very hard to get him back, and at this point, maybe just stick to your decision. Perhaps. Yeah, fair enough. I guess even though the next game is Bournemouth, the games after that are a bit more harder. So, I guess you kind of, like you mentioned, like stick to your decision, see how it goes, ride it out. You still have good players in those other positions with that money, um, and then maybe just get him back in like sixteen or something when their fixtures become better. Yeah. Because if if you've gone for Alvarez instead of Haaland, you could mm. also say Alvarez at home to Bournemouth. Yes, exactly. That's, That's also great. Yeah. So maybe both of them, yes. But like, as long as you have one of them against Bournemouth, um, you should it's, be it's fine. Something to look forward to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, then, with regards to United players, um, even with the next set of fixtures looking good on paper, is it even worth keeping them or just sell? Um. Well, I used to earn, used to own Fernandez and Rashford for the yeah. first seven game weeks, and looking back at that, it's probably not worth keeping them. Yeah. The faith is just gone, absolutely gone. And okay, they do have good fixtures coming up, but so the Liverpool and so the West Ham mm. and Brighton and Arsenal, we, we can't own all the midfielders with good fixtures. So at least own the ones that have any shred of form mm. at all. Um, yeah. Because yeah, you got you got Salah, there's Bowen there, maybe Matoma, Saka. The Spurs guys are in form regardless of fixture. Mm. So personally, um, personally, I would probably not keep them. Yeah, but fair enough. but I the fixtures are good. Yeah, so. I I think I would sell because even if we like on paper it looks good, out of those three like Fulham, Luton, and what Everton. I think Everton and mm. uh, Fulham might be two tough ones, even that both of them are away. And we've seen Everton also like win against West Ham. They can kind of low block defense, stifle you. And we've seen Brighton also now struggle against Fulham. 
So, I, for me, I think, given how United are playing right now, it's probably two tough games for them <laughs> compared to... Yeah. You're right. I think instinctively we we look at those names and think easy game, but mm. it's, it's not. Yeah. For those reasons that you say, like Everton, don't seem Everton seem fairly competent. Yeah, like, exactly. they're not that bad yeah. actually. And yeah, it was just seen full of the starting to sort of show last, like last season mm. when they finished mid table that they're okay actually, mm. and they've kept a few clean sheets uh, a few weeks ago in a row. They've just denied Brighton. Yeah. They they could be Yeah. That those aren't particularly easy. Yeah, so. exactly. That's the thing. Okay. So I yeah, definitely so. Um okay. Liverpool beat Forest 3 0. And Salah bit fortunate again, I would say, to get a goal. I don't know what maybe Matt Turner had Salah in his FPL team. Uh but um Darwin and Sabosla. They were the ones who kind of stepped up and looked great in the game. Um, so with Luton up next, would it be worth tripling up on Liverpool? Uh, well, let's see. The, it's probably the wrong time to say this because he's, he has just hauled, but mm. I see the online popularity of Darwin and I just don't think I'll ever own him unless, ah, okay. unless Liverpool get decimated by injuries because there's always that. Uh, admittedly, like nine returns in only 450 minutes is just amazing. Yeah. It's like outrageous. So that, that is good. Um, But he's alternating starts. Like mm. he, he's like one in, one out all the time. And I just think there's enough things to be nervous about elsewhere in FPL, especially with Gabriel now. Um, There's enough things to be nervous about that he at least want guaranteed mm. starters elsewhere. But, but yeah, on, on the flip side to that, when he comes on, you've seen him come on as a substitute and return quite a lot as mm. well. So like when when he starts, he's like he's an amazing yeah. asset. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. It's the minutes. It's the you are uncertain on minutes with regards to him. Yeah, will he start or will he not start? But um Sabosli, seven million. Is he someone we could think about as a like maybe a fifth midfield option? He he's he's showcasing his brilliance. He's obviously like, he's really good. What a signing! Um, mm. Certainly, like away from the world of you know FPL, just looking at it as a footballing signing, really really good. And yeah, Liverpool look very comfortably like they're going to finish in the top four this season already after a bit of an off year for them. And it's hard to tell if it's in an FPL way because he is sort of on set pieces, right? Mm, yes. Like he's, he's he's amongst it. Um, I don't know. He's he's of a similar price to like goal scorers like Bowen, mm. Diaby, and Bumo. Whereas I think has he has he scored any yet, or have there just been assists? Uh good question. I think he's got one. I'm not mistaken. Let me have a look. Yes, one one goal, four assists. Yeah, there you go. Um, which is still fine, but yeah. um. Yeah, if you're chasing the fixtures, he he could be away in. That that's um certainly an attacking double up that that could work totally. Mm. Um, and then in terms of defense, yeah, someone like Simakas, sort of people who have jumped on the Simakas have that's really paid off. Mm. So well done to those managers because there was always the slight doubt. 
Klopp did make a comment about needing multiple people to fill in for Robertson. Like, mm. he needs that. So that immediately sort of made you take a step back and think, oh, right, well, okay, he's you're going to get Gomez at left yeah. back in one of those two games. Um, but it didn't happen. hasn't happened yet. So, But now that you've missed out on two Simicast clean sheets, do, is it too late? I don't know. That, that Luton game... Maybe, maybe the looting game, but then after that they got Brentford and City, so those two are not not ideal. Yeah, so... absolutely. And then Fulham, you know, as we just seen there, they, they look competent as well. Yeah. So, you know, maybe maybe the moment's gone to get a defender, but certainly attacking wise, yeah. Um, a second name like Zobersly or Darwin, yeah, it, it does make sense. I think they're a really good team, Liverpool. Mm. Okay, yeah, I think there is probably some worth in that double up on the attack, Liverpool attack, because they will score goals and they currently are scoring goals. So I think that's kind of worth it if you can get there. That is because I know a lot of people are stuck with budget in terms of trying to own Haaland, Watkins, and Salah, and then you're like trying to fit in Saka and everyone. So you're tight on budget, but if you can get there, mm-hmm. I don't mind it. That's the thing. Um, okay, let's move into the Wolves. Uh, they drew 2-2 with Newcastle with Neto suffering from injury. Looking like he might be out for a few weeks. Uh, where would you recommend owners go, look to go for as a replacement? And I think you have Neto, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I do. Um, and what you're saying there about sort of having to squeeze in all those all those assets, yeah. all those bigger name assets, sort of Neto was there as, as, the, as the cheap maids. So mm-hmm. like, you know, if it was possible to make him as obviously that would be nice, but I just don't have the money. Um, we've just published a scout article on on Neto replacements, mm-hmm. um, because it's the exact same issue I'm facing. Uh, honestly, I'm not fully sold on any of the cheap midfielders, which mm-hmm. which is annoying. Like Anthony Gordon plays for a strong team, yeah, and you know, as a Newcastle fan, he has much improved this mm. season. Like he's looking a lot better. But the the make the, the mixed opponents mixed. yeah coming up yeah it's I, there's so many injuries at the club at the moment that is is there isn't really a threat of rotation like mm. Joel Linton's needed in the center Barnes is injured um he, he's he's probably still slightly in the lead of the other candidates but there's still a, a downside to that Cole Palmer he sort of I think he needs open play goals. And mm. good fixtures before I make a move because yeah. I think both his goals have both been penalties, right? Yeah. yeah. I think. And yeah. with that Sterling Enzo discussion, you know, could there be an Arsenal situation going on with penalties? We don't mm. know yet. Um, and then that's all it's been, and um, nothing in open play. Jordan, <laughs> Jordan, I use interesting. I mean, that's that's a very unglamorous one, and mm-hmm. I feel like. It's not just a reaction that was goal at the weekend as well. I think yeah. like so many times where I've looked at Jordan Ayew and thought he's a goal scorer and then you look at his record and it's like he doesn't go he doesn't. to leave. Yeah, exactly. But his pictures are like okay, Burnley, Everton and Luton in the next three. An exception could be made this time because those fixtures are so good. Yeah. Like they really are so good. Palace isn't a as a team seen to do be Attacking them are a bit worse about Eze there. That's yeah. the thing. But um, but yeah, it could be. I even thought of potentially 
we've got two free transfers this week, like potentially changing the three four three and, and getting mm-hmm. a cheap third striker. Like, well, it's too late for Enketia, yeah. but um, which are, who we're going to get on to later. But you know, even like Edward for those Palace fixtures or something like that. But uh, yeah, those Palace fixtures are hard to ignore. I think what puts me off a Dingra at Brighton is just the rotations. I mean, I know Sonny hmm. March is injured for a while, but Deserby has such faith in his squad, which, you know, is a good thing in general, but it's not it's not good for us. Yeah, for rotation, yep. They have no qualms in benching any of them at any time. Like, even someone like Matoma, who's, whose minutes have mostly been good, like, you can't relax with him because it could come at any time. And hmm. I think we're too. So, out, out, out of those... At a similar price, a replacement, probably Gordon. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, Gordon, Ayu, Adingra, one of those three. He's teammate Huang Hee Chan. Do we think he might be playing a bit wider or will that be similar prices? Yeah, well, I mean, that, that's a fair point. I mean, sideways transfers do seem to be, you know, then the never fancy that mm. but his form is it's it's crazy how many goals he's got and mm. his low ownership like it's i think there might be a feeling that the people think it's unsustainable i think when you look at his i think he's only had he scored six goals and he's had six shots on target yeah the season so you see that and think well okay until a few games ago he, he wasn't even getting that many minutes yeah it was true. sort of like from he was scoring but from cameos so it, it felt a bit, a bit sort of a bit sort of fluky and Wolves was so low scoring last season. Yep. So that that's on the mind as well. But in fairness, this time the sort of mid table for goals mm. and uh Huang is is definitely doing it. But then the flip side of that is he's just lost their creative Yeah outlet. Creative yeah. For, for a couple of weeks. That's the thing with Neto, it's it sounds like it's only a few weeks, as you say. Um and it'd be a massive shame that to miss him for the Sheffield United game yeah, because that was kind of a big part of the reason for having him. But uh, so there is a world where you could just sort of hold on, bench him for a couple of weeks. But I know personally, I was very grateful for the three assists in three games. Like very grateful for that. But uh, I probably will move him on because I've got the transfers to mm. do so. Do you have him? No, I don't have him because I wildcarded in 10. So I went with Gordon instead. Um, ah. Yeah. So so that would be your suggestion? Well, not, for, not against Arsenal this week. Probably not. Uh, for me, if I was to suggest... I st- the only reason I think Gordon, even though the fixtures in the next couple are tough, is because Newcastle are very attacking in terms of creating chances and um, getting returns from that point of view. So it probably would be him. I, I before I got Gordon, I did have Douglas Lewis in my draft. Now there are two mm. more good games, but after that it gets a bit harder. 
so it's not a long-term punt. Uh, but there is a, obviously an international break after game week 12, so we kind of have to keep that in mind as well. That maybe Neto might be back after the international break, so maybe you're looking at like only a two-game week punt anyways. So... Well, that's it. So, and I think Wolves, I think it's not just Sheffield United. I think in in three or four game weeks, they have a couple of back-to-back good ones. So yeah. if, if you could have a good fourth defender and maybe go 4-4-2. Yeah. Oh, to be fair, I think Cameron Archer, although no, Archer got benched, benched against yes. Arsenal, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. But Sheffield United have okay games now, uh, a couple of okay ones. But of course, the caveat to that is the Sheffield United and Archer. Hmm. Uh, it might be the sort of benching that only happens away to the big clubs, maybe. Probably. I think when they need to win and they're at home, He's probably back in the lineup. Yeah, but... that's true. But it's hard to tell whether he's actually going to be like, like going to be benched continuously or whether things will change it. It's a bit it's hard to say. It. Yeah. But unless Hecking Bottom is one of those managers who helps us out in press conferences <laughs> and and says yes, he's back in the lineup. Yeah. Which, yeah. Uh, that'll be appreciated. So yeah, you could sort of get away with well, keep Neto through his injury, start Archer at home to Wolves. Mm. Uh. Maybe next week you've got a a good fourth defender, sort of. Mm. Or even start a fourth, on that. Yeah, or even if you have a fourth defender, probably start a fourth defender, I guess. Yeah, you yeah. know, go four four two, three mm. four three. Yeah. So that's also an option. Okay. Um. Now with regards to Newcastle, now that Isaac is injured, can we trust Wilson to be a decent option given his fitness? And where do you stand on like Newcastle defense for the upcoming fixtures? Do we hold them or do you look to move them out? Eddie Howe said there's a high chance Isaac won't be fit before November's at national break. Yeah. So, so that's two matches. So Wilson, he could work as an extremely short-term option. Like if you have the luxury of being able to use a transfer mm. with a plan to already get rid. Because if, if, if the regular starters only Darwin has a better rate of minutes per chance. Yep. And Wilson actually beats him for minutes per goal. So, and there was also a stat, I think Sky Sports posted it saying that since April, Callum Wilson's the top scorer. Oh, okay. 18, I mean, he's, he's like ahead of Yeah, he's good when he's playing. <laughs> when he's playing. Yes, yeah. that's the thing. <laughs> and that's, and that, he's brilliant when he's playing yeah. and he is going to play the next two. So, it, it 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 does work, I suppose. Yeah, it, it's um. But Newcastle face, Arsenal, I think it's yeah. four, four of the supposed big six over yeah. the next half dozen. So that is that. But it's like what you're saying regarding Gordon, like maybe a Newcastle team where you can sort of ignore the fixtures and say, because Gordon, for example, did score against Liverpool. Yeah, that's the thing. Stuff that, like that. There is attacking returns. Even though, because even like, what three of the next big six, maybe potential big six, but like all of those are at home, so Newcastle are generally good at home as well. So I think it's and Newcastle beat they, they beat Man Man United and Chelsea yeah. at home last season. Yeah, that's um, the thing. Lost to Arsenal, but uh, so they 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 are winnable games. The only thing is, as a team, it was noticeable against Dortmund and even more so against Wolves, but they look tired. Mm. Look a bit. They look a bit tight. Like watching it as a fan, it was it was that Wolves game. It felt really long. So, do we think that like, rotation will play a part, or 
don't even think there's the bodies there to rotate. That's yeah, the okay. thing because, okay, like other teams probably have a worse injury crisis at the moment, but Newcastle didn't really have the squad depth mm. to, to cope. So sort of Almiron, he's he's probably nailed because the only one who there's competition on his side is Jacob Murphy. Mm. He's out for a while. Elliot Anderson's out for eight weeks with a back injury. So combine that with Tonali, it's only really Joe yeah. Linton, Longstaff, and, and Guimarães, really. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, Joe Willock's back. Ah, okay. So that, will, that, that, uh, does Willock play a part with like Gordon's situation in terms of rotation? Or do you think Willock could play on the other side? Possibly. Possibly, because with Gordon, one of the good things Newcastle did last season, there was this nice thing where Joel Linton and Willock, one of them would be like left winger, one of them would be left central midfielder, mm. and they'd just rotate, and they'd, 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 just, they'd just confuse the opposition by just being really fluid. Those two had a really, the two Joes had a good sort of, uh, interlink, yeah, interlinking relationship there. So he, he could return to that. Eddie Howe could could return to that for one of these games. Um, and then what happens with Gordon? The other thing about Gordon is if if we get to the stage where we need a Newcastle need a third striker, yeah, because Wilson's injury record has been patchy as well. If 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 the crisis gets worse, Gordon might be the the forward. Mm. There isn't really a third name. I mean, someone like him or Joel Linton, who was originally bought as a forward. Yeah, you know, they they could be the one to. Yeah, because Gordon did play at striker spot or somewhat like when Carlos Lewin was injured at Everton. Yeah, yeah maybe, maybe. Hmm. Okay, something to that kind of could add to the that could add to the appeal of Gordon. Yeah, um, going back to the last question, but uh, yeah, Wilson. Yeah, it's if if you got the luxury of being able to have really short-term transfers or if, if there's maybe a wild card in a few weeks' time. Yeah. Uh, Wilson, Wilson, he's proven himself to to be a, a great option. Two mm. more goals at the weekend. Penalties as well. And then as for defence, the the trip to Bournemouth looks nice in mm. game week 12, but the others don't, so it could be time to move them on, mm. um, especially with all the money wrapped up in Kieran Trippier. You know, if you have... Uh, burn. It feels like surely he's gonna get that rest soon. You know whether whether it's when Botman comes back or maybe Target gets a game. Lewis Hall was Lewis Hall. Bless him. He's he's somewhere at the mm. club. <laughs> Don't know where. Him and Livermento like quite a bit went on those two, and yeah. they're just like they're just not being played as much. Just yeah. not, no matter how bad it gets, they're just, they're just not coming on. Now, I know yeah. there's sort of an easing in period, but come on. Like, so there is potential for Burn to, to be rotated. Yeah. And then yeah. and there's a lot of money wrapped up in Trippier now. So the only thing is not that many of the defences hold appeal either. You yes, probably count them on thing. one hand. Yeah, so if you sell a Newcastle defender, who who, who do you buy? Who for? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the one thing. When I was doing my wildcarding game at 10, I was like looking at the defenders. I'm like, who do I really want in here? <laughs> There's like not many options. And like the ones I want is Cash, Gabriel, Simikas, and Trippier probably. And that's it. And I was like, yeah. everything else is like very low upside players. 
Yes, I you're possibly a palace defender, maybe, and yeah, those fixtures maybe, but yeah, even beyond that, it's like there aren't know, that many. Just not like I'm not good on the Man City defense yeah. again. Like that that is being a problem. That that never works out. Mm. Yeah, there's there's not many def- defenses out there to, to invest in, really. Yep, fair enough. Um okay. Arsenal, they won five 0 with NKDA getting a hat trick. Now, how do you see the game against Newcastle going there? Yeah, um, I'd I'd probably back Arsenal to win that mm-hmm. because I just remember last season. Um, I think they were the first. I think well, Arsenal came to St James's Park and won two 0 and it was a time when confidence was really high mm. in Newcastle, and we, you know, barely lost all season. Um. And Arsenal just came and just pulled off a comfortable win. And you think, yeah, they could probably do that again because Arsenal have got better. Mm. Newcastle look a bit a bit tired. Mm. So, yeah, I can see them grabbing the win. It's it a bit good to see Enkedia grab a hat-trick. I know Praz got got. Yeah, he got Enkedia. Yeah. Um, yeah. When he posted that team beforehand, it was like, yeah, I could totally see that because it did have a thought last week of instead of getting Saka in to cover yeah. Arsenal because losing Madison it was, it was sort of a real shame so I was thinking well could get Nketiah to cover mm. Arsenal instead and keep Madison go 3-4-3 three, three, get rid of Neto and for various reasons that looks a good idea now yeah. because uh, the hat-trick Neto was injured but no hesitated went for Saka instead um, the game against Newcastle going well You'd expect Gabriel and Odegaard back in the lineup. Yeah, probably. Jesus will still be injured. So the lineup probably picks itself. Um then I'd probably see Arsenal winning. Mm. Is it possibly to nil? Ooh, okay. Cause that's why cause I want like people were thinking of benching Gabriel. Um, oh no. No. Well Depends on who you okay. have, I guess. Sometimes, sometimes when it's your own club, you sort of maybe see them in an overly harsh light. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but I just remember last season, like the, the two games were nil nil and two nil. So like uh, okay. Arsenal, yep. w- even when even when Newcastle finished fourth last season, yep. like Arsenal denied them a goal at all. Like completely mm. denied them a goal. So you think I've yeah, seen it, it twice, be... seen it happen twice last season. So it it's absolutely doable this time as well it might be a tough game because we've seen Arsenal when they go against like these big teams they're very pragmatic as well in terms of how mm. they approach the game they might try to keep it tight mm. interesting I think this is where I guess if depending on people who like what defenders they have um, you either start Gabriel or Bench because for me I have like Sim- I've got Simikas I've got I've got Trippi as well and uh, Matty Cash, something in that will probably be my back three. And Gabriel on the bench. That's what I'm thinking for the moment. But... So you think, yeah, it's the choice between Trippy as attacking Yeah, that's points. what. Yeah. I'll probably go for Trippy as attacking points because even if it ends up as a nil-nil, chances are Trippy ends up on bonus higher than Gabriel. That's the thing. Oh. Mm. Okay, one to kind of wait yeah. and see how things go. Yeah, but if it's Trippy... That makes sense, but if it was like share or burn, yeah, then it's different. 
play Gabriel over them. Okay. Personally. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Um, all right. Spurs beat Crystal Palace 2 1. Where do you stand on the Spurs attacking assets? Because there's a lot of talk about eventually moving them out for Arsenal assets, but Arsenal assets aren't really firing on all cylinders. So would you continue to keep the likes of Sunday Madison, even with the tougher fixtures upcoming? And what about the defensive players? Do we sell them? Uh, yeah, it's... Well, as I say, selling Madison was a reluctant sale because he's, he's done no wrong. As an mm. owner, he's he's doing it consistently. Maybe it's it's more assists than goals, but that's fine. I'm not going to complain at that. And certainly, Sun. I'd say Sun's fixture proof because he's 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 a midfielder playing up front for the sort of league leaders and and so I, I would keep Sun regardless of tougher fixtures. But then, yeah, you're thinking, well, do you really use two valuable attacking spots on Spurs' tough fixtures? Okay, maybe. Maybe that's why Madison goes, but mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with him either. Um, if 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 there were other fires to put out in your team, keeping Son in Madison isn't a problem. Mm. It's a problem. It's like it's a luxury. Like if if, if you can, if, if everything else is fine and you've got a couple of transfers, okay, it makes sense to sell one of them. But keeping both of them is there's no problem with that either. What about the defensive play as well? It was really frustrating to see Udogi drop in price last yeah. night. Um because it's so early in the week. Yes. It's just like how are you guys, man? Just <laughs> can we wait till Thursday, Friday? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't have to commit to anything yet. And that, that, that that's taken him down. That's really restricted the options actually. Um yeah, I probably would get rid of the defensive options. Um the defense has done better than expected because mm. I think when when we heard about Ange Ball and all that lot in the summer and it sounded like it was attacking but leaving spaces at the back. Yeah, attack, attack, you yeah. know, we'll outscore the opposition sort of thing. And and, and they've kept a, a solid number of clean sheets. They mm. almost they were robbed of well, they were on the verge of cracking another one out until that late Jordan Ayu goal. Yeah. So um so the the Overachieved, like they've they've done better than expected so far, but yeah, maybe maybe it could be a time to get off the the defender. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I think the fixtures coming up are tough ones where you probably look to move them out. Um, in that specific Absolutely. situation, yeah, fair enough. But yeah, I think the attackers just too good to kind of like. I mean, like we're talking about other options, right? These guys are already on form and playing at this point, like. So, who would you actually go for, like when you have unformed players at the moment? Yeah, yeah, that's it. You, you, you if you've got both of them, you, you, you've got the privilege of having two of the league's best yeah. midfielders in your team. Yep, that's it. Already, uh, mm, true. So, and they play one game a week, so there's not much rotation as well, compared to like all the Brighton, West Ham, Arsenal. But talking about rotation, Newcastle, we're talking about rotation. So yeah, fair enough. Absolutely, that's huge. I think a lot of the reason why Newcastle got fourth last season was because there was no mm. there was no Europe involved. It, it it does play a big role. So yeah, Spurs look really good. Yep, fair really, really good right now. Okay, now captaincy this week. Another week where we might have a Haaland versus Salah question. Is there anyone apart from those two, or is it just those two for this week mainly? Um. Well, the 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 we have a 
players with good fixtures, but because Haaland and Salah's are that good, I, yeah. I just don't. I just it's, it's going against one of them is is going to be hard. So going yeah. against both of them is is even more of a pain, even yeah. even tougher. It's yeah. it's to have Haaland face Bournemouth in the same week that Salah faces Luton. Who do you give that man to? <sighs> I don't know. Well, it's probably Haaland because yeah. of that. What I was saying earlier about the effective owner, the sort of playing playing the safe, yeah, playing the safe way. I, th- I think this see this if it's more of a 50-50 split between them this week, that means Haaland's EO is going to be quite quite a bit over a hundred. Yeah, uh, I really don't want to be cheering against Haaland against yeah. Bournemouth. So uh, I know some managers really don't like that way of playing, and I do get that, but. Thinking about it in a way, it's it's Haaland at home to Bournemouth. Yes, so his home as well. That's the thing that adds to it. Regardless of numbers, it's yeah. just a brilliant fixture. Yeah. Um, and I think it'll be him. But Salah's done nothing wrong either. Mm. Um, as you say, he might have been a little bit. Uh, he was a bit lucky on 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 Sunday, in fairness. But beyond before that, it was two double digit holes. That's mm. a back. So. Uh, I'm just going to put the captaincy on Haaland and be thankful that I have both of them. Yeah, fair enough. a few weeks ago, it was a salaryless team and it wasn't feeling great. Yeah, fair enough. That's the thing. But this week, I mean, it's 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 like for the last three weeks, I've put the armor on Sun, Haaland, and then Salah. And I've got it wrong all three times. Now I'm hoping that this Same. week will be the one that I actually get it right. But we'll see. Um, Same, absolutely. Back Sun for the early kickoff. Yeah, fair. Yeah. That didn't work. Uh, Haaland last week just scored once against yep. Brighton. Yeah, and then this time Salah it's scored once while Haaland did that. <laughs> Repeat. Um, so bad. It's it's horrible. Yeah, to get it wrong. That's but again, at least, at least, at least the players are there. Mm. At least it'd be worse if if you couldn't captain them and just couldn't have them at all. Mm. Um, I know there's a lot out there as we're saying without Haaland, and that's brave. It's mm. really brave. I mean, second in Ballon d'Or last night. Yeah, exactly. Had an outstanding year. But we, we, it was a chance to look back at his 2023 and just remind yourself that his goal rates have, have been freakish. Mm. Yeah, it's what still pretty good, to be honest. His goal rate. Um, yeah, I think we'll see. I, I'm probably going to go Haaland as well because just because like City are at home, they're better at home uh, compared to away as well. Um, and again, like you mentioned, EO, at times you kind of have to play it. But me personally, I think he's still probably the better captaincy option this week. EO, even without EO, probably. Yeah, like if, if, if you used EO as a reason, uh, Captain Haaland in a tough game versus Salah in an easier game. Yeah, that's okay. a different, yeah. Criticism there would be valid, but when they both have a great game, yeah. well, it's... This, that's fair it's a good move, I yep. think. Yep. Cool. That's basically it. Um, thank you for your time today. Do you have anything to plug? Um, just well, we have fantasy football scout. Um, we're sort of we're gonna just we've got that net all piece out as as mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. We're just gonna sort of do the usual stuff this week. There's gonna be a, a big numbers piece going out as well. We also have fantasy football community, which is sort of part of our network. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, spend a bit of time on that sort of um, not just covering FPL, but it's quite a quite a big website which 
Champions League fantasy and, and sort of other ones around the world, Serie A, Bundesliga. Mm. Um, just that really and we do a podcast every week there as well awesome um, then you can also find me Football Chatbox on YouTube where I do weekly videos and deadline streams that's it for this week Scott the Game Week will be back after Game Week 11 and looking ahead to Game Week 12 Green Arrows all <laughs>